This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for the program today. My name is Mike Flick. I'm the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Pachastruam. And today we are concluding a five-part series that we have entitled Marriage Medicine. And we've been talking about some biblical things that you can do that will have an, an immediate effect on a, a hurting or suffering or sickly marriage. But then if consistently applied, I believe these things will have a long-term and lasting effect as well. We've talked about making apologies and then actually bringing forth fruits for that repentance and proving that you were truly sorry. We talked about reading the Bible together and how it allows you to communicate about very necessary topics and, and to do so in a biblical way. We talked about the importance of making time, finding time, even stealing time from other parts of your schedule to have a date night and enjoying each other's company. Last time we talked about the importance of worshiping God together, not just in your home, but also in your local church. And then today's lesson is going to be a little more sensitive in nature, but I believe it's something that needs to be addressed when you're talking about medicine for the marriage. Today we're going to talk about a lover's touch, and I want to do so with great discretion. I understand that I'm speaking to a wide range of people. I'm on the radio doing this, so I want to be mindful of of what I'm saying today. Please understand that I intend to not make this awkward, but to use some, some common sense. But one thing that we cannot ignore as a very important part of our marriage is taking time for intimacy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse number 3, the Bible says, Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. Now that due benevolence, when you read about this same topic in the Old Testament, it's referred to as the duty of marriage. And it had to do with what the book of Hebrews refers to as the marriage bed. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 4, it says, Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. And Paul, in this verse that I've just given you in 1 Corinthians 7 and verse 3, he says but that the husband and wife should render this due benevolence to each other. In verse 4, the wife hath not power of her own body, but the husband. Likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife. So within a marriage, you understand that part of my duty is to use my physical being to make my spouse happy. And in verse number 5, he says, defraud ye not one the other. So don't hold back on each other. Except it be with consent for a time that you may give yourself to fasting and prayer. There are times that you cannot be together in that intimate sense. And one of these times, Paul mentions here, if you want to pay more attention to spiritual things, if you want to devote some time to the Lord, to fasting and prayer, this is something you would talk about with your spouse first. And uh, make sure you're both on the same page. Make sure you're both in a place right now in your lives where you can go without that lover's touch for a little while and not be affected by it. It, it goes on to say at the end of verse number 5, And come together again that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. Now the word incontinency is a fancy word for saying the lack of sexual control. 
devil knows which buttons to push. He knows how to tempt us. And when it comes to a married couple, one of the buttons that the devil likes to push is that button of the marriage bed. If a couple is not faithfully managing their marital responsibilities, then that is giving space to the devil to slip in and cause problems in that marriage. Sometimes the medicine that a married couple needs to take is simply enjoying some time together. And again, I speak with discretion here, but sometimes the crankiness that you have can be worked out behind closed doors, not with a conversation, but just spending some special time together. We see this emphasized, especially in the book of Song of Solomon. We find a pattern emerges in that book. The pattern that emerges is very similar to what we find emerging on, on a very general basis. I'm not going to say every marriage, that's, that would be wrong, but in a lot of marriages this is the case, that the man has a great desire to spend time in the bedroom, but then the woman pulls away and shies away. And as I said, that's a general observation. I don't think that's true in every marriage. But in Song of Solomon, that is what we see happening. The man reaches out, the man extends an offer, and the woman doesn't seem so excited by it. Eventually, however, she does come round, and they spend time together, and they're exceedingly happy about it. But then, given enough time, she begins to drift, he begins to pursue her, and eventually she comes back round, and they spend time together, and everything's good. By the end of that book, what you find happening is the woman then gets on board and she is now making plans and looking forward to it and actually drawing her man in and saying, let's spend more of this time together. There is absolutely no shame in a husband and wife spending this time together. And as it pertains to a lot of marriage sickness, I think this particular medicine might be just what the doctor ordered. Now, a couple of lessons ago, we talked about date night. And in that lesson, I talked about going out and doing things together that you like to do. This should be something that you like to do together. This should be something that, as I've mentioned, you make time for it. You find time for it. And as life goes on, as kids come into the picture and things get difficult at work and uh, mom and dad come to visit, you know, the in-laws come to visit and oh my goodness, so many things can interrupt this important part of the marriage. It's very easy to continually put this off and say, well, it's not a necessity. It's not something that we have to have. We can live without it. And we just keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. But friend, when you do that, Satan can recognize his opportunity to slip into that relationship. And the crankiness, the bad blood, if you will, that exists between a man and a wife, you might think, well, it's because she said this or he did that. But if you were to find the root cause, why you're so edgy, why you're so impatient, why the other person is driving you nuts, it is because you have failed to take some time together in this way. This is something that God, remember, built into humanity. The fact that we have this particular appetite 
is not sinful. This is something that God intended for a man and his wife to enjoy. Listen, be very careful here. A man and his wife. Not a man with another man, not a woman with another woman. Not a man or a woman with their computers. It's supposed to be enjoyed in a particular way. And when enjoyed in this way, then those two people are using a very powerful tool that that God instituted to bring two people together. When two people come together in this way, there is actually a bond that is created. Chemicals are released in the body and a, a particular bond. Nothing like a soul tie. Please understand that doesn't exist. That's not a biblical thing at all. But it does. There's a chemical that gets released in the body that draws the two people close, close together. This could be very helpful marriage medicine. By the way, this is the danger of uh, fornication. Whenever two people sleep together that are not married, it confuses people. And they begin to see and feel a bond. And because of those chemicals that get released, they they do actually feel closer to that person. They begin to think, well, maybe I want to be with this person long term. Maybe I should be. And it clouds their judgment. And they end up making other long term commitments that they shouldn't have made. And it's because they jumped the gun. They got ahead of things. This particular part of life, this natural appetite to be together in this intimate way, God intended it, amongst other things, He intended it to help two people come closer and closer together. Let me finish today's program with giving you a verse from Song of Solomon, chapter 5, and verse number 1. We read here, I am come into my garden, my sister, my spouse. This is the man talking. I have gathered my myrrh with my spice. I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey. So this is the man saying, I have enjoyed time with my wife. And please understand, there are metaphors being used here. The Bible is a discreet book. It doesn't come right out and say things just to make life awkward for us. But I hope you understand what these metaphors are pointing at. He said, I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey. So it was sweet. I have drunk my wine with my milk. He enjoyed it very much. And then the woman chimes in to finish the verse. She says, eat, O friends, drink, yea, drink abundantly, O beloved. This couple, they had been apart for a while. They had struggled a little bit. And the man had even asked, why are you so closed off? Why won't you open up to me? And finally, they take time together. And once they do, the woman's advice was, eat, O friends, drink, yea, drink abundantly. So the advice I give you, I am simply borrowing from Song of Solomon chapter 5. I'm taking it straight from this lady's mouth. If your marriage seems to be struggling, perhaps you need the medicine of a lover's touch. You are more than welcome as a married person to enjoy this as much as God intended. And may God help you to do so. If you'd like more information about these topics, please feel free to contact us using the information found on our website, bbcpotch.com. You're also welcome to follow our YouTube channel, Bible Baptist Potch. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.